0: what's up people we're back with authentically us podcast y'all we got a great one today i'm your host conroy smith this is my main man tony morton
1: what's up yo
0: and we are back again hey thank you guys so much for rocking with us this long but today's episode um we talked about it before we had to do another episode of bel-air tony like we had to do it of course and why not come in with a bang we brought a special guest on um for this This, you're in for this this one this one's probably up there oh
1: man oh it's it's good man
0: it's good so hey we are diving into part two of um the bel-air podcast and our take on it and just so y'all know there will be spoilers so if you haven't watched it go to peacock watch it and then tune in or you can just tune in now
1: or or i mean like if you haven't watched it yet do you guys take it seriously Mm. it's not a waste of time you need to watch it because it's dope so let's let's jump right
0: into this guys lean in is a foodie a foodie at heart post crazy foodie instagram pictures i don't know how she does it um she's been on the news in san diego just so you guys are aware she's a big deal um she's a founder and organizer of the san diego soul food fest and i was told i was to introduce her as queen Uh, we have elise hogan on the podcast today welcome elise
2: Thank you, Conroy. That was quite an introduction. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And we got Tony here as well. You know, all Yo, got what's here, up? Tony in the building. Um, And just to let you guys know, once again, we are diving into Bella part two and there will be spoilers, spoilers, spoilers coming because you just can't talk about this without spoilers. Definitely not. Um, so, uh, pretty much how this worked, um, Tony and I were kind of talking, you know, you guys already heard our first podcast about Bel Air. We needed to do a part two. And I said, we need to get Elise on here. So we gave her a homework assignment. We said, Hey, can you watch it in like four days?
1: All 10 episodes, (laughs) literally. (laughs)
0: Oh man. So we just want to jump straight into this. Um, first of all, How do you feel about the dramatic take on Bel-Air versus The Fresh Prince?
2: Yes. So I'm not going to lie. At first, I watched the first episode when Mm. it came out because Mm -hmm. that was free. (laughs) And so I watched it and it was just like, it just, it was too much. It just felt like too much. For something that you're trying to keep similar but also make different
1: yeah
2: it just I wasn't I didn't I wasn't vibing but mm-hmm. then I finally watched episodes two through ten and I thought that they, they actually did do a, a pretty decent job I thought it was really interesting how they like merged a lot of episodes from mm-hmm. the Fresh Prince, from mm-hmm. yeah, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, into this ten episode season. It was actually it was it was actually interesting because mm-hmm. there were there were a lot of like moments in the show where I'm like, oh, that was that episode. That was that episode. That was from that episode. And so uh, it was interesting how they obviously utilized the plot or utilized elements of the original and made it into this grand drama of sorts
0: now let me ask you this because i I asked tony this as well um have you watched all of the fresh prints
2: honestly i feel like i have i don't necessarily i couldn't say that i watched it from like season one in a row to the last episode but i have seen what feels like every episode (laughs) at some point
1: which is very different than me because i i didn't watch a whole lot of the freshmen
2: okay
1: so it's like There was a lot of similarities.
0: Yes. And I, I also, I also agree with you that they did um, merge a lot of episodes, which I was, we were talking in the last podcast about how they covered so much, like Fresh Prince is like 20 minutes, 25 minutes per episode. Yeah. Um, This is an hour, right? So it's like, they cover so much per episode.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, So it's like, I was just really excited to see because after the first episode, I'm like, wow, that was like, that was like almost first it was the intro that we never knew about. All we knew about Philly was the theme song, right? Yeah. Um, But they did that, took us to Bel-Air, like took us through that whole process. And I was like, that was meaty for episode
1: one.
2: Yeah. There was a lot in episode one. For sure.
1: Yeah. Well, it was funny because you said Elise, that you weren't vibing with it and for me by the end of season one episode one i was like leaning in for more Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i i don't know i think i maybe it was just because i'm a ride or die for the original and i just i also okay also though these seemed like in People don't come for me and no comments. I don't know because I haven't looked it up, but it did seem like these were newer actors. Like, not everything was just, I guess, believable for me in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And that was part of why I was just like, I'm not really buying it. Mm-hmm. So I think that was part of it for me. But as I kept watching, the the various like plot lines and things were interesting
0: well i think really the only i think it was a lot like the fresh prince where it was will's first big gig you know um but actually for bel-air the only person who technically it was like their first big well maybe two people um was will who played will jabari banks and um i think the girl who played Ashley, but I think she she's as young. So she's been doing things, but just not as um. Okay. I don't know, just not as prevalent.
2: What about Carlton, the guy that played
0: Carlton? I think it was this is probably his biggest thing he's done, but I think a lot of them have been into like theater, into into okay. like kind of that that realm. Um I think he won wa- he went to UCLA and I think uh he studied theater and arts and stuff like that so um he's 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 new in the game too so yeah i guess to answer your question as well but what about i think carlton was like that in the fresh prince right i think so don't you have to fact check me on that don't come for me in the comments either (laughs) (laughs) so um who was your favorite character well actually let me let me reverse back so you said you weren't vibing with the first episode so now you've gone through episode one through 10 now are you like oh i can't wait for season two or you're like mm, season two comes i might watch
2: it um it definitely left with a cliffhanger definitely left okay that's the part i guess i'm more curious about it because yeah. like we said they covered like the main like the biggest episodes
1: that's from true.
2: the Fresh prince of bel-air so i'm like at this, I guess I kind of feel like at this point, is it is are they going to keep utilizing the original show, or is it going to take off into its own thing? Because yeah. they, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, a lot of uh, quite a few of the episodes were about um, what's his name, the dad, Philip, mm-hmm. being you know, running a campaign. There was quite, you know, I would say maybe like five to six episodes of that in yeah. the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
0: I feel like it was like a whole season of him just going through
2: the yeah. process
0: of him eventually becoming DA or a judge. I forget what um, Uncle Phil ended up being. Yeah. And then this one was, it was quick, like, you know, maybe two, three episodes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wait no, I feel the
0: opposite. You think it was? You think it was? Well, opposite. I guess technically it was the whole season.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause like I mean, um, Will shows up and there's a campaign party. That's true. Um, yeah. and it's not till like episode eight or nine that Uncle Phil backs out of the race for DA.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: So. So it, then. Yeah. Who's your Who's your
0: favorite Who was your favorite character throughout the? Well, actually, let's start with Fresh Prince. Who was your favorite character from Fresh Prince? And then, who was your favorite character from Bel Air?
2: Well, my favorite are they the same? No, my favorite character from Fresh Prince was Will. Uh My favorite character from Bel Air was Jeffrey.
1: Wow okay okay say more about uh jeffrey
0: yeah elaborate
2: jeffrey was a writer he was loyal and i'm loyalty is everything to me yeah. and i just felt like he was just he was there he was like okay okay wait we, we need to discuss this immediately <laughs> yes. Did jeffrey send out people to kill the guy that attacked Will? no like uh. seriously because he was like he was mr he was the finisher it's true. <laughs> he, would, he would like it was if he was involved it was over with and done there was that whole little scene where he went up to his his partner in the car and was like yo da da da, da. G- he was a he was a og for real like
1: Yo, he no. was he was a straight thug yeah,
2: yeah so so did he have them run up on him and kill him i think so okay because that wasn't no coincidence what
0: yeah because he was like like he stopped will like mid i'll take care of it and was like exactly. no i'll take care of it and then
2: exactly well
1: well you have that and then the way that jeffrey like Stands up to Uncle Phil on the basketball court. I'm like, mm. bro, you're a gangster. <laughs> like, you don't play.
2: But also, he wasn't just a gangster, right? Like, he had integrity to some extent, right? Because yeah. He was like, Phil, like, you've crossed lines at this point. Like, you are not showing character, high character, mm-hmm. and was yeah. willing and ready to, like, call it out and stand up for what he felt was like right and lost his job although they can't continue the show without him so i'm definitely gonna hire him back but i just thought jeffrey was like solid like rock solid
0: he was also mysterious though in which i made it really cool because in the um in the fresh prince you get jeffrey where he's like very sarcastic and he's definitely like a uh, servant and like he serves the family but this one Jeffrey doesn't cook he's not well I guess he was answering the doorbell but he doesn't he's not cooking um he's very mysterious he's kind of like uh feels like right hand man but the way they set it up I feel like they can do a whole spin-off of
1: just Jeffrey
2: if Jeffrey's in the streets <laughs> Jeffrey is in these streets
1: We don't know what he's into. Let's be honest.
2: I mean, but the streets listen to him. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That's what we do know. So
0: the streets aren't calling him. He's he's telling the streets.
2: Yes. Yep. And also, he don't cook because Ashley cooks. Uh,
0: I think you meant Hillary. Just kidding. I think um, okay, so I love the dynamic between Phil and Jeffrey because I feel like in the Fresh Prince, that wasn't a thing. You know, you you see it in Bel Air where Phil and Jeffrey are very um it's like checks and balances. Yeah. You know, like and and I and I love that about about uh Jeffrey because it it shows like a whole new side of him. And I mean, let's be honest. His lineup, his beard lineup, crisp. His hairline. I mean, come on,
2: solid all the way around.
0: And and I, I I I don't know. I think if 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 I was a female, I would I would I would like Jeffrey's beard too. You know, I would Blood. very bro, much like.
1: Bro, stop fronting right now. You're a man, and you like Jeffrey's beard. That's true. So let's just keep it 100 like
2: keep it hundred. yes easy on that and he
0: has an accent i mean accents come on now oh yeah a
2: jamaican jamaican british one it was and you just came back from jamaica so you were look baby i wasn't mad looking at jeffrey let's
0: just say
2: that
0: oh man so um was there anything that like now that you like like for me for example now that i've seen it one thing i didn't like and this is just, this is because i'm a fresh prince like to the heart was there was no theme song No, nope, i know no shows really do theme songs anymore but i'm like
2: ah, to think about it could they really have done one and it measured up no, no. No. so they went with the safest and the best option don't even do one because you will be compared far more harshly by trying to do a theme song for a show that has an iconic theme song already
0: that's true it would have been like too much of like a you know like we would do like a sequel and it's like ah they should have just stuck with the first one
2: exactly they made the right choice
0: yeah i think i agree
1: so speaking of things that, um, we didn't like, I didn't like Thirsty Chef. What were your thoughts around the Thirsty Chef um, situation?
2: Well, I mean, she didn't necessarily like it either. At first, she wasn't intending to be no Thirsty Chef. That was the manager, the social media manager, house manager person that posted it on her behalf. I think she was trying to just see like, is this even me? And it got posted without her permission. So I don't think I don't that what and then she got it taken down. So I think and obviously at first she was kind of living her little 10 seconds of fame from getting all the likes and all that kind of stuff. But shout out to Jazz. That was okay. Uh <laughs> That was different.
0: What? Her <laughs> her and jazz?
2: No, Will and Jazz. Oh. Like I wanted I wanted Will to still have that in someone.
1: Mm.
2: And he like didn't. And I mean him and Jazz were cool, but not in the way that they were in the French Fresh Prince. And I just felt like that was kind of missing, to be completely honest. And yeah, he had his friend Trey, I think that was his name.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But Trey was obviously wasn't a real one because he was a hater. So I don't, and that's not how I know it's not supposed to be the same. But they also use the same names. That was the other thing that was kind of tripping me out. Like, at this point, can y'all use different names? Because mm. It was just, I don't know why that part was so off to me, but it was, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Sorry, I jumped through like 18 different things, but. No,
1: no, that's
0: fun. I was going to say about with Will and Jazz, I think they kind of set it up, like, especially like you said, the the ending was a cliffhanger. I think they set it up for their relationship to go even deeper. Um, Because in in the Fresh Prince, Jazz uh, was just on as not necessarily cameos. I forget what they call them. Um, Essentially, he just was, he would just come on like a reoccurring guest. That's what it was called. He was a reoccurring guest. But for this one, there's a lot of things about Jazz that I think are very different. Um, But I think that him and Will, in the first episode, he talks about like, hey, don't let LA change you. Right. And then the last episode, it's like like this is the L.A. life like and it's almost like, hey, don't let L.A. change you. But I'm still rocking with you at the end. And I kind of enjoyed that. What I thought was weird, what I thought was more weird than Will and Jazz was uh, Jazz and Hillary, because in in my mind, it's a chase. And they kissed like a couple episodes in. I'm like, no, they didn't
1: they did oh there was no chase really
0: remember they kissed in the in the room at the house during the party
2: but that was like episode seven i thought but no but wait let's go back real real quick because i also feel like in in bel-air jazz is like a lot older than will and in fresh prince they were like similar age range or at least that was i think what it was supposed to be and so this feels i mean to your point maybe it's going to take on a little bit of a different relationship and he's gonna be like a mentor but i I i'm just like i just want that like friendship like you know but yeah the whole him and hillary situation was quite a unique spin considering how freshman's bel-air he was always trying to get a hillary he was like absolutely never and that was uh that was a that was a storyline throughout the entire show, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. But then if we're going to talk about Jazz and Hillary, it was weird when karuchi I don't remember her name in this, Ivy, was, it was that was a weird interaction. When she, Hillary introduced Jazz to, I think Ivy was the character. Mm-hmm. and
0: oh, when they, when, when, they, when they were in a club
2: yeah and I was like so whatever she said trying to trying to you know flirt with Jazz and he kind of flirted back and then Ashley was kind of looking like I don't know what she I couldn't even really read I it seemed like she was kind of like ew and then next thing you know they're waking up next to each other (laughs) yeah but that was just a, a little bit that point was very odd to me maybe that's a setup for another plot line of drama right but
0: but you if you think about the fresh prince jazz was a ladies man if you think about like some of the episodes where i think about one um particularly when will like goes to jazz's apartment because i guess he gets kicked out or something and jazz is he like opened the door like just his head and he's like what's up and there's like a bunch of women in the back and he's like yeah it is ain't a good time and like <laughs> shuts them out so i'm like maybe they just wanted to throw that little bit in but i see what you mean but was that okay i remind me was that after the incident where she kind of ex, like uh embraced thirsty chef yeah that
2: was after that because remember she was trying to she had taken it. She had already got it taken down,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then was trying to like reinvent herself. And he was the one who was like, "He's everybody's spiritual mentor or mentor at this point because he was like, I just feel like you can do more. You you could like run other people's social media. Remember, like he's encouraging her to not just you don't have to just be behind the camera all the or you don't have to be, you know, the one posting pictures all the time. Like you could, you have the you have a good acumen. Remember, because he was talking about how you got my followers up and so you could do that for other people essentially
1: yeah
0: yeah well with you being a foodie and since we're on the topic of Hillary um how do you feel about all the food in this this show like in how so dope how black how black it is with the food
2: it couldn't have been any more dope and intentional as a foodie truly like i was so happy about it like i just thought it was really really cool like they could have that could have not been uh like such a focus of the show but it really actually was and mm-hmm. i was very impressed and i thought that them bringing that up as a, you know mini plot in terms of you know Hillary really trying to go hard for our flavorful seasoned yes mm-hmm. yes delicious soul food and them talking about it's spicy child that took me out because I was like just say you like your food with no seasoning on it and let's <laughs> okay? talk about it's spicy please. Yeah. Um, and I thought that is a really important topic and the way that they basically were like the whole appeal to this audience, appeal to that audience nonsense Mm -hmm. was really interesting to me too, because it's just like, non-Black people love soul food. Why? Because it's truly made like with soul, like really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that it's like, I felt, I felt like, yeah, for real, y'all lost. Like this is truly your loss. And I thought Hillary made a great decision and and all of that. So I actually really, I really, that was a pleasant like surprise for me um, as someone who's just like an advocate for, our cuisine being acknowledged as a true cuisine. Yeah,
1: like, yeah,
2: it's soul food is not acknowledged in the mm-hmm. way that French food and Italian yep.
1: food
2: and all these other cuisines are. Yep. But we, we <laughs> I was about to be like, we are the cuisine. No, but, <laughs> but like, but like, truly, what we offer in terms of the culinary world. Yeah. is a true cuisine yes. and whether
1: absolutely
2: you know like i don't think it always gets the credit it deserves and maybe it doesn't it's not plated in the ways that other cuisines are esteemed yeah. but does that take away from the authenticity in the heart and the quality of our cuisine no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i love that bit
1: yeah. Yeah, I thought it was so dope how, like, she went on social media afterwards and said, like, we can't change ourselves to be accepted by white people. They just have to accept our recipes and our food the way it is. And, like, her parents tried to get her to take that down, and she was like, no, I'm not, because it's true. I thought that was so cool to... Like, show us what it looks like to, like, stand up for Black culture and not try to dumb that down.
2: Agreed. I mean, that just, to me, brings up a far larger point about, and I won't go on a full-blown tangent, but, like, honestly, the reality is that everybody actually wins when you really dive into like diversity equity and inclusion because you you as okay from a business perspective you're gonna your your net is cast to a wider audience mm-hmm. that's good for you because yeah. that means more sales and more people purchasing and so and it's good for you know the underrepresented minorities because it shows, yeah, it's not just white people that have something to offer. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And so just on a larger note, separate note, it's, it's actually beneficial Mm -hmm. to all parties at the end of the day. Right. But you, you do yourself a disservice thinking we have this one population that we cater to and we can't introduce anything that's different For them because then we'll
1: lose you know money which yeah yeah that that kind of reminds me on another episode we did um i guess talked about how like he doesn't care where he's going he's gonna show up you know in jordan's in a hoodie and if someone says hey you can't be here he would say like I guess you don't want money then.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I feel like what I like about it is essentially kind of what you're alluding to at least is how Hillary was, has been authentic, was being authentically her. And what I loved about the difference between Fresh Prince and Bel-Air is that in the Fresh Prince, she was like, just kind of like a ditzy character, like, But this one played by Coco Jones, who is doing phenomenal, I think, playing Hillary. She's educated. She um, knows kind of what she wants to do. She's kind of in that young adult phase trying to figure it out. But I don't see any ditziness about it. She's kind of like the the piece of the family, now that I think about it. She kind of like is the even keel of the family. Yeah. And especially with um, Ashley. Uh, feeling comfortable to confide in her about her um, sexual identity Um, and which leads me to my next question what do you how do you feel about the the character development of Ashley so far
2: yeah I mean it goes back to that whole like you know you know DE&I right and representation right like Just because you don't talk about something doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And so we, more kids, more people now are a little bit more open about feeling like they wanna explore that part of themselves and do that more openly. And so, you know, from a representation perspective, I'm sure that there's you know younger folks watching the show that feel hopefully you know a little bit better or safer to to talk about those things with someone mm-hmm. um in terms of like her character development I mean she didn't she didn't really let's be honest she didn't really talk that much in the in the bigger scheme of the show yeah like she she didn't really talk that much and she and most of when she did get talked was purely almost essentially related to her exploring her sexuality so to me it was a little one dimensional and mm-hmm. I, I guess there was that one part where the mom was essentially trying to get Ashley to talk to her more about it and she yeah. kind of made reference to her being um you know uh, uh um what is the word like? Like, uh, not an advocate. I guess kind of an. Advocate. She did
0: use advocate, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, for various social issues and things like that. But I, I, I will say this. I also think her not talking a lot was semi-intentional, right? The whole, pl- the whole story is set now, like set in 2020, essentially, you know, or 2022. Um, and what do a lot of kids that age do they're in their phone that's really that was a it's just real it's real time right and so unfortunately i think that that may have been intentional they are yeah in their phone pretty Mm -hmm. much even at younger ages than we were at like 10 11 12 years old i mean they they i think that actually that very much was intentional because even when they showed her going to her friend's house which i thought was
0: kind of weird because it was like these were her gaming
2: friends maybe no those were just her friends i think in general
0: i thought okay i didn't know if they were like i thought they were just online friends which is very much a thing nowadays like having like online gaming friends that like you randomly meet that's what i thought they were but maybe
1: not well
2: either way they were all just on their phone that's
1: true yeah so I I will say though that like when Ashley talked it was like for a reason like Mm -hmm. she didn't just talk about like whatever it was like important of like you know calling Aunt Viv out and like being why do we change ourselves for people why not just embrace who we are and like that i thought was super interesting
0: yeah and and you know the pod uh, the podcast the bel air podcast they kind of talk about that um about how a lot of the directors the people who are in the rooms making the the calls for these for the show um represent everything you know black white um they represent the LGBTQ plus community. And they were just a lot of these situations are real life situations. And they were saying about how a lot of shows are now exploring, um, exploring this about having people, you know, be part of the LGBTQ plus community, but a lot of them don't talk about the initial thoughts in, in the journey. So this, this is honestly the first TV show I've ever seen that a kid is, Having questions because it's not necessarily saying this is this is what she thinks. This is like who she is. It's more like these are her initial thoughts as a kid. And I was like, that was very interesting because yeah. I'm like, I feel like we all we see the finished product, but we never see like the initial,
2: the like exploration, the
1: de- development. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Did y'all peep when she asked to talk to the pastor about it? <laughs>
1: she, um, was very, she was very. She was very clear it was very clear <laughs> <laughs> That
2: was interesting. i i
1: i thought it was even more interesting how the pastor kind of brushed it off i was like yeah we'll get to that knowing he won't
2: <laughs> really i i felt like he he seemed interested like as in like invested because he was like you know what we are talking about that and working on that and that's something that we Want to
0: improve or something is what I thought. Yeah, and I and I think it's it's a different question when it's a it's a kid because like you want to yeah. be you want to be sensitive with that. You also want to look at the parent and be like, but the parents also looking at you because you're the pastor. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
1: Um, um speaking of characters, uh, what were your thoughts on uh Lisa's role? between Carlton and Will the love triangle
2: um I feel like Carlton was doing the most like baby she didn't let you go already (laughs) was doing hard drugs and she was not about it
0: well kind of because she kept like entertaining him
2: no she didn't no she didn't he kept
0: consoling him
2: he was hanging on because <laughs> he and he was trying to, she was right. She he was trying to weaponize her vulnerability against her. Yes, so yes, that was that very obvious. That was his way in, and it was already over. And so she clearly liked Will. Will clearly liked her. I also. Whoa, wait, wait, pause. Because we are not going to not talk about how, and please don't come for me in the comments. But Lisa was not a skinny twig. That's true. She wasn't. I'm not even finna say she's big because I don't feel like she's big. She's actually a normal sized girl. But you know, women's bodies get torn apart all the time, and I'm not trying to tear her apart at all. If anything, I'm just acknowledging that I appreciate you know representation comes in all forms. Yeah. um,
0: Especially with women in women's bodies. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And I think, you know, the standard for television is very, very slim, generally speaking. And again, I this is not. I'm, I'm saying she's not skinny. I'm not saying she's big. I don't even think she's big. She's a truly normal sized girl. And I think that but you yeah. don't see a lot of normal sized girls. So when you see normal sized yeah. girls like me, you think, dang, they big, kind of that's mm-hmm. what our brains i yes. think are conditioned because we're so used to seeing such slim women yeah. on tv. And so i just really appreciated that because it that to me made it a little normal.
0: Yeah, at- it did yes, it did feel very normal cuz like it felt like these are normal people you would see in LA, you know, like yeah. and you think about the old fresh prints Everybody was in shape. Everybody was fit. Everybody was—I don't want to say a twig, but everybody was a twig, except for Uncle Phil. But
2: the rest yeah, of no, but like exactly, <laughs> exactly, and even all the women that will in the freshman's Bel Air went after were always small and slim and whatever. I know that was the '90s, and they were even more less represent than they are now but I just really appreciated that and she's a very cute girl yeah (laughs) and um I thought that was great so the the, yeah I mean I just I thought to me actually to be honest I actually felt like they overdid it in terms of like trying to make it something with with like as a love triangle like to Mm. me it was a little forced because it was she'd already not, it would be different if i don't know she kind of liked carlton and it was like this oh who do i who do i love oh, more geez. yeah but that wasn't it it was just carlton feeling basically like the scum of the earth because Will came in and took his throne no pun intended um and him just feeling like oh i'm trying to you know get you know re-establish myself as that that guy and it wasn't she wasn't going so it really to yeah. me was a little stretched
1: yeah i i thought it was interesting too like in the fresh prince like will's gotten this player but like in bel-air he's just hooked on one girl basically so far so yeah so far but then yeah. even to your point at least i think
0: about Yes, they may have overplayed it, but I think about how emotionally um, invested high schoolers are in relationships. So, yes, it may be seemed overplayed in a on TV. But like if you think about high school relationships, like it really be like that, like she's my everything. I wanted to marry her. And it's like, bro, you're 16. Like, <laughs> relax, like you probably won't remember her in 10 years. And but I I think about that because when I was in high school, similar situations where we're well not I wasn't in a love triangle, but like things where it's like ah, oh, this girl, that was it, that was my wife, and it's you just feel so emotionally invested into that. So you see, and then and then you throw drugs on top of it, and anxiety and all these things. I think that which i love about this bel-air is that it's very 2022
2: i hit it all yeah they they, hit the they,
1: all <laughs> of it all of it
0: yeah and it's like some of those things are, are just maybe not i don't want to say things that we weren't dealing with but it was things we definitely weren't talking about especially in the yeah. black community like you don't talk about mental health um the drugs he has access to our community didn't have access to i mean because of because of his his uh financial status he has access to harder drugs that are essentially are i guess they call them white people white man's drugs like yeah because um you think about like weed and stuff like that but that's not what carlton's doing carlton's doing pills which look different smell different you know what i mean so
1: high schoolers are emotionally invested yes
2: yeah yeah it's interesting right because it was rare to see intense drama in *Freshman's mm. Failure*. The one episode everyone knows that was intense drama was the father one, right? That's mm-hmm. the prime dramatic episode, yeah. right? And to that point that you just brought up, Conroy, right? When you do have a drama, you can explore those things in a deeper way than a comp, like than a comedy. Yeah, You're not gonna that's it's the point of the comedies is to laugh right and so yes they they took advantage in the right way of okay well if we're gonna be serious and <laughs> make it a drama we can address all these serious issues right
0: let's let's talk about
1: everything
2: yeah
0: <laughs> I, I i appreciate that a lot though
1: <clears throat> yeah what do you hope to see developed in season two
2: They need to come hard and impress me because what, like, at this point, y'all talk about everything. Y'all talk about everything. You, That's true. You, you, you literally, it's it felt like in season one, they took, how many seasons with the Freshman Bel-Air?
1: I think six, six.
2: It, it felt like they took six seasons and put it into one season in Bel-Air because of how many episodes they pulled from. And so that's why I'm just like, well, at this point you're going to have to create, you're going to have to create like your own like show for real, because a lot of the points or plot lines or storylines, you, I think essentially, I mean, I guess they just build off of how they left things hanging, but.
0: Yeah. So um, with, with, with Bel Air, it's, it was a rare occasion where they, immediately got approved for two seasons so 20 episodes so you see you see most most um shows they have like season one and then they wait to see if they get approved so they have 20 episodes to build a storyline and that's why i think they explored so many things because there's a lot of things that are left hanging like Aunt viv's career what's going to happen with will what's going to happen with jeffrey and phil with lou like there's so many things that are just like, if they ended it right now, I'd be like, ah, I, just, I have questions.
1: I'd be so sad.
0: <laughs>
2: Wait, what's talk about? It threw me when they had Michael Ealy up in there. Was that Marlon Wayans?
0: Marlon, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I
2: don't know why, but it threw me.
0: When he turned around, I was like, what? But then the yep. whole scene, I was like, like, I immediately forgot it was him. Like, it was only that split second when he turned around. But then the scene, I was like, oh, this gave me the but same.
2: Not him about to beat his son.
0: Right. Yeah. But I that's, was... like, that's so real, though. I feel yes, like I've absolutely. had. Tony and I have talked about that. We have both had experiences similar to that with our fathers. Yeah. Or, like, we've thought those things that Will actually said, maybe not have said them, you know. But
1: I felt so seen doing that, like, well snippet I'm i was like i was like i wish i could say this to my dad
2: <laughs> oh. oh that makes me sad i mean i mean but to your point i mean i i know it's it's a real situation but that was like, dang, like he i it was clearly like a lot for him to to process mm-hmm. and it it was interesting because it did seem like it started out okay
1: right yeah.
2: yeah. escalated very quickly
1: yeah well, well like you could see will wanting so badly to connect with his pops but like once
2: he started once, talking about his mom yeah. well like, <laughs> talk
1: about mama like not even that but started to blame shift and not own yeah. his stuff yeah that's mm-hmm. when will was like wait it was my mom that made you you know yeah Be that one guy to death and like just this and then when um Lou said your mom was so ungrateful then that's when it's like nah we're not going there
0: yeah (laughs) you were just some other man now so like yeah you ain't gonna talk about my mom
1: yeah right so and then Lou has the audacity to call him son it was like Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, he said something about like, you have to
0: earn, you haven't earned it. You're like, yeah, you don't have the right to treat me this way. He's like, you haven't earned the right to be treated as a dad. And I was like, right. Yeah, that's that's real. That's real. And, and I, I think about how important these men were. These iconic men were to 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 us. How important is. Seeing strong black women in lead roles like this um, on TV shows, how important is that? Because I think about, um, like, you think about Uncle Phil, like, he's everybody's Uncle Phil, but you also think about Aunt Viv, both of them, dark skin and light skin, Aunt uh, Viv. Um,
2: Not the second one showing up in the <laughs> last episode. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all was a little petty for that to me get the original what is wrong with y'all but that there's
0: was- there's still a little bit of bad blood there
2: i know but fix it
0: they <laughs> tried they tried
2: anyways that was that was i see what y'all did there but eh. and will's mom <laughs> that, was, that was wilding out i'm sorry you know i thought that was cool
0: because it was like they were paying paying homage to fresh prince by having these iconic women on it
2: yeah that's true but to your point to your question I think it's great I think it's phenomenal I think what's even more beautiful right is as we go back to the conversation about representation is we have dark-skinned women right being represented as well and I think that's like a really powerful thing right with Hillary and on Viv and I think I, I just think that's really cool um a lot of yeah just a lot of representation all around um mm. which I, I think is great I pray that if in when I become mom that I don't like lose myself and my kids because I think a lot mm. of women go through that struggle with that yeah she you know this whole idea of her putting her dreams and passions aside like
0: her life on hold.
2: Yeah, essentially.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, but you know, I thought it was a little bit interesting. Oh, that
1: yeah, I know where you're
2: going. It, I, I mean, it took another man for Phil to wake up. To wake up. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, Say. Men, y'all better come correct <laughs> and support your wife's dreams wholeheartedly from the beginning, from jump and all the way through.
1: Or some, some
2: other man will. Okay. So that's an important lesson right yeah. there.
0: Hey, before we um, kind of move on to our final segment, what did you think about all the hair? the hair throughout the 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 whole season. I thought it was amazing that they showed Black women's hair differently, different styles and all that. And even the lineups for the men, like what did you, how did you, what did you feel about that?
2: Like them wearing like natural hair and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's incredible. I think that that's, again, representation. I think we didn't see that before you know and times are are different now and women black women are truly embracing um their natural state and and that was reflected and i think that that's so cool
0: yeah i agree well you know what time it is it is time for rapid fire let's Let's go. go So we're going to ask you some questions, just three questions. And we want your initial thoughts. So initial thoughts for these three questions. Are you ready for them? Perfect. No. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, what is your favorite food right now?
2: Um, I just had really good Greek food. So the give me the euro, give me the lamb, give me the pita, give me the the hummus.
0: Wow. Okay, I wasn't expecting that at all.
2: That's just honestly, it's literally you said it just came in my head, and what I ate recently is really good.
1: Awesome. When's the last time you didn't feel enough?
2: (laughs) Y'all. First of all, y'all. You didn't say it was rapid deep fire. Like you just said, rapid fire. Come on. Oh god. I mean, probably not that long ago, to be honest. I think um probably hmm, a specific time. Oh, okay. Actually, ooh, this is like super personal. But we're working on it. So there's progress being made but it's me and my sister just us two and my parents my parents I'm blessed that my parents are still together and I was raised up with my parents but I always felt like my dad liked my sister more enjoyed my sister more treated her better And so, like, not that long ago, I was just, like, so fed up because it just seemed like he always, like, affirmed, affirms her, but, like, not me. And so, we actually, had a true, honest conversation about it, shout out to my mom, because my my mom was the one that peaked how I was feeling and told my dad, and so, like, we had this whole conversation, and he was willing to acknowledge you know I think that was like sobbing like I was this is like what felt like like a many years of just always feeling like Mm -hmm. dang what do I have to do yeah Yeah. and him like acknowledging that he thinks that it's because unintentionally or subconsciously he his expectations for me were higher as the oldest and his expectations Mm -hmm. for my sister were so low so when she does something it's like yay 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 that's great but he expects me yeah to be doing a certain thing and so it's just like that's not fair to me though mm-hmm. you know yeah. and so we, we talked you know we talked about it and stuff and so yeah but that was that was a pretty it was it just and again this is like years of yeah. like oh my gosh you know and me fighting to like not be a problem child and to do the right things and all these things. And so that was, that was the time recently.
1: Thank wow. you
0: so much for, for sharing that. And that's what this podcast is about being authentic, yeah. being authentic in your emotions. And I think what is powerful about that conversation is that your, your dad was able, because sometimes I feel like when we have those converse hard conversations, it's more like you kind of say how you feel. And especially with black men, it's like, they just kind of brush it over. But the fact that he thought about it, realized what he was doing and communicated that to you, I thought that that's amazing. Yeah, no,
2: that's dope. truly, Truly, and I, I appreciate it. And I don't take it for granted. And it was a very, very pivotal point in our relationship because I always felt, not I don't want to say distant because my dad was, has always been present and like involved in everything. But there was that like feeling of distance because mm. I felt like I was not enough, you know? Yeah. So I really, um, yeah, to your point, I really, really appreciated him acknowledging it and us moving forward like in a positive direction. Um, so yes, agreed.
0: Shout out to having a uh, hard family discussions.
2: Yeah they're
0: hard. Can be hard yeah they're not fun at all um okay this next one is just as deep real deep real deep question would you rather only eat tacos for the rest of your life or only eat chicken <laughs> told y'all super deep man so deep
2: um tacos
1: wow why
2: because if i'm gonna eat this only for the rest of my life like i the i know carbs aren't like the best for you but like at (laughs) least i feel like it's a meal chicken by itself is not like doesn't feel like a meal but tacos feel like a meal and so and there's so many different meats that i could add in the tacos i could do veggie tacos i could do
0: I, I I actually had a feeling you were going to say tacos.
2: I mean, it's the most, it's the better, well-rounded of the two.
0: And that's what I expected you to say. There's, I expect you to say that you just had more options.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like I, yes, I could, I could not eat the shell and still eat chicken inside and have a taco bowl.
1: <laughs> wow elise the foodie the it's foodie. so great to have you uh on this episode tell the people where they can find you
2: oh oh we dropping handles well if you find and you love the lord and stuff there's one handle for that <laughs>
0: <laughs> you yeah, was getting late this is what she acted i up know now.
2: i'm acting up I'm good. <laughs> i was good the whole episode i'm i really was um Well, depending on what you are interested in, if you like just learning about various food places in San Diego and you just like exploring different types of food, you can follow me um, at I underscore underscore am hungry. And then if you want to know specifically about soul food in San Diego, you can follow the San Diego Soul Food Fest Instagram page.
0: And when is the Soul Food Fest
1: this year?
2: It hasn't even been, we haven't even revealed it. Oh. I guess I'm sharing it on this podcast. Um, it is Saturday, August 6th from 11 to 3.
0: Breaking news. Breaking
1: news. You heard it here first. Hopefully you won't have a conference like last year.
0: <laughs> Tony, you don't have to come for me.
1: Yeah, come you don't I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm gonna eat all the food too.
0: Elise, this is awesome. Thank you so much for hopping on this podcast. You um are always fun. We always have these great conversations just offline. So I'm glad the people get to hear your thoughts. You are very knowledgeable. And also thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing. Um yeah, yeah we we appreciate this because that's what this that's podcast good. is about. Yep. Authentically us. Thank you again, Elise. And until next time, we will talk to you soon.
2: Y'all are awesome. Thank
1: you. Of course. Wow. She. That, yo, that was such a good episode, man. Elise brought it.
0: You know, Elise is one of my favorite people to have conversations with because she's very passionate about everything <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: um i i really i just really enjoyed her her take on bel-air because it, it 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 was a little unique you know she she's still a little bit iffy about it um yeah which is which is cool because i i think it's cool to hear another perspective because i feel like we've been rocking with since you know episode one but to hear how she's like yeah. thinking about like you know what i need him to impress me season two
1: yeah like in, and I think even when she said that I was like man you're actually right what like can they really up the ante if you will mm-hmm. with season 2 because they went so hard at season 1 so like I after hearing her explain that I understood where she was coming from
0: yeah, and I, and I think for me, one thing I had to really do is kind of turn off my Fresh Prince brain and just watch Bel Air as is. And I think um, if you're able to do that, that will help you have a better experience with Bel Air because it is a different show and they have taken it a different route. So I'm excited. What, what were your thoughts on kind of some of the points she brought up?
1: Yeah, um, I, I mean... I knew from watching it that they like w- represented a lot of people um, throughout. Um, I think one thing that like really stood out to me was Lisa just being like a normal size, um, like uh, woman, and still being like the the woman the person that Will and Carlton were like fighting over and she wasn't like this stick um, stick figure size zero uh, type type woman so I, I thought that was real dope that she highlighted yeah and, and the importance
0: of that and like what it what it means to, to women you know and I think about shows back in the day Like we were talking about in Fresh Prince How even all the women that Will pursued They were just They they kind of all um, Were similar You know So it, it was cool that this this was very normal It was a very normal um, sh- Like show With All representation of women All representation of men Which I thought was really really cool And I'm excited to see how I'm excited to see how Bel Air um, kind of takes a lot of these underlying uh, tones throughout the the season, like with with music, um, with the art, with with the food. I'm trying. I'm really excited to kind of see how they take those themes that are like kind of like if you if you peep, like if you see it, it's cool. But like if you don't, like it still doesn't take away. Even the fashion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited Um, to see that. Yeah. I also, it was really cool to see her light up talking about the type of food um, in this show. Because she's a foodie herself. So to see her like kind of geek out about the food was was a fun um, part of the episode as well. Yeah, and again, y'all,
0: you heard it. August, she got her Soul Food Fest. It it is pretty awesome. This will be the second one. Um, all Soul Food here in Southern California, San Diego. So if you are within a hundred miles, make your way here for that. And you guys know what time it is. The moment we've been all you guys have been rocking with us so long. So you guys know we have one of our closing segments which is our friendship quiz friendship quiz and clearly you know y'all tony and i have been friends for a while so don't let these quizzes don't let these quizzes determine what you guys think about our friendship okay but we're not doing hot tony Nope. we're not doing hot okay So I got a question for you, Tony. Great. And we've been friends for
1: a while, right? Yeah, for a minute.
0: And you you know me,
1: right? Uh, In theory, (laughs) yeah. (laughs)
0: All right. Um, Easy question. Give you a softball today. Um, How many
1: sisters do I have? Easy, everyone. No, not everyone knows this. Let's be real. Um, Real question is: Do you know it? You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think. Mm. You got three. Final answer.
0: Okay, Tony, coming through with the right answer.
1: Of course, I don't need to stall like you.
0: (laughs) I don't stall, Tony. It is, I'm just I just verbally processing it. All right, y'all. I got three sisters, two older sisters, one younger sister. So, Tony, congratulations! I think you are the one that has
1: got the right answer
0: first in our friendship. No, quiz. I
1: actually, we're tied. I'm the better friend because I remember the score. So, <laughs> yes, I win. <laughs> oh my goodness hey
0: y'all well thank you guys so much for listening um thanks for rocking with this this long this is authentically us podcast hey please please follow us on your favorite podcast app um like it love it share it give us some ratings tell your mom and them tell your sister and them tell the coffee uh person the milkman you know let them all know about authentically us And we have some special, special topics that we're going to continue to keep covering. So tune in. And until next time, hey, be authentic in everything you do.
1: We'll see y'all soon. Peace. Hello.